At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo with you today. It is a game day edition of the HHC as the Hornets take a little trip up I-85, technically a home game for Charlotte, but this one will be played in Greensboro at the Greensboro Coliseum. Going to be a fun night of basketball as the Hornets take on the Boston Celtics. We'll get your game preview here in a couple of segments. We're going to talk about the game itself and what it means for the Hornets playing a familiar opponent for the second time in a preseason. And we have a very important announcement about a partnership with the Hornets and Greensboro. Helping me talk about all that is Sam Farber. And Sam joins me on the telephone because he is coming back from Greensboro. So it's just a very Greensboro centralized podcast here today on the HHC. So let's go ahead and begin, Sam, when we're talking about the schedule for the Hornets this preseason. Of course, there are these two games against the Celtics. We saw what happened in the first one. Hornets fell to the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday as well. The other team on the docket for the Hornets this preseason is the Philadelphia 76ers. So another very prominent team in the Eastern Conference, a team that's seen a lot of success the last couple of seasons. So it just goes to show that this schedule is a little bit tougher for the Hornets this year. That's something that head coach Steve Clifford talked about in yesterday's availability after practice about the consistency and what it's like to play a Boston team once again. It's good that they're so good. You know, like it's exactly what you need. You know, like the one thing that's good for us is we're finding out like exactly what we have to work on, you know, which is what this whole three-week thing is. So, um, I'd rather, like, I like the teams that we're playing. Um, They're all going to be hard to play against. And there's all different challenges, you know, things that you're going to have to do at both ends of the floor to, uh, you know, to get better. 
pretty simple, said Coach Steve Clifford after yesterday's practice availability, just being transparent with everybody about what it means to take on the Boston Celtics for the second time in less than a week. Sam, thank you, first off, for joining me here on the HHC today. A little bit of a role reversal, but you know, you're a busy guy. You're driving all over the triad, all over North Carolina. So when you take a listen to what head coach Steve Clifford said right there, what are your initial thoughts? Well, I think there's a couple of things you can take away from it. One, you know, everyone in the NBA is good, and this time of year, everyone is is kind of going through the same thing. You have your established starters, your established rotation players, guys fighting for minutes, and guys fighting for roster spots. And for the most part, all the teams use the same or at least a similar formula in divvying out minutes. But within all of that, there is a hierarchy in the NBA, and the Boston Celtics are clearly one of the better teams in the association. So for guys like LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier and the rest of the starters who have had success against the Celtics, they don't need to prove anything to themselves, but it is a good barometer. You know, hey, we are hanging with these guys, and they're the Eastern Conference champs or reigning Eastern Conference champs. We should have confidence going into the regular season. And then for guys further down the roster, look, this Boston team had a lot of interest clearly trying to make the squad knowing that they were likely going to be a playoff team and one that was capable of making a deep run because the end of their bench is filled with guys with NBA time. Hornets' end of their bench is guys that are basically rookies. So this is an opportunity for them to test themselves against guys who have already played in the NBA. There's no question about the talent that the Hornets have. It's just a matter of how does that talent translate on the court. So long way of saying I think it is always good when you're playing high-caliber competition I think all across the board, most of the NBA is high-caliber competition. Uh, But within that, the opportunity to play a team twice in the span of a week, see where you can grow under a new coaching staff with all of these young players, those are invaluable opportunities. And Sam, the other thing that I thought of when we were talking about having this as a discussion on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast is this is kind of good practice for the regular season as well. This wasn't an instance where the Hornets played the Celtics in back-to-back games, but it might as well have been. I mean, you go from Sunday to Friday in such that short of a span. Of course, you had that Indiana game sandwiched between these two contests, but there's going to be a lot of instances this year where the Hornets are playing the same team in multiple contests. When you take a look at the schedule in November, the Hornets go down to Miami and they play the Heat in two consecutive games. Of course, there's a day off there, but still, they're playing the same opponent in as many nights. You go a little bit further on in the schedule. You take a look in March. They play Cleveland in two games. Again, two consecutive games, but there's a day off in there in between. Then there's a home-and-home against Dallas in March where the Hornets have to go to the Lone Star State, and then they have an off day, and then they play here at Spectrum Center another day later. And then one more time at the end of April, they got Toronto at home for two, and then they have Toronto on the road for two back in January. I missed that one. It happens so many times, and I'm not very good at math. But, you know, there's these instances in the schedule where it's going to pop up again. This instance is going to pop up again when they play a team two consecutive games or in a short span of playing each other within a couple of days. Am I reading into that too much here in the preseason? I'll be honest. I hadn't thought too much about it. Uh, We did see this play out uh, a couple three seasons ago now uh, when the Hornets had back-to-back games against Orlando, I believe, and then the back-to-back home series as well. And that was just part of COVID, part of trying to minimize exposure and, and, and all of that. Um, but it, it does come up at times in preseason. Uh, Celtics, I believe, other than playing us twice, they're playing Toronto twice. So several teams do do it this way. I look at it more with a young team 
just the value of seeing how they react to playing two games in three days and, and the way that this schedule sinks in. Uh, there will be one other instance of this in the final two games of preseason before that final week ahead of the regular season. But just getting into that rhythm again for everyone, for coaches, for players, for broadcasters, uh, but particularly for the young guys, a good opportunity for them to see exactly what it's going to be like prepping for a different opponent on game two of a three-game period and then having to go right back and look at the tape and find out what you did well, what you need to improve upon against a team you played less than a week ago and come up with hopefully a different result. Of course, the next couple of games on the preseason schedule for Charlotte tonight against the Boston Celtics, Monday at home at Spectrum Center against the Washington Wizards, and then finally rounding out preseason play on the road on Wednesday in Philadelphia. Still a couple of weeks away from the regular season, but every day is an opportunity to get better for this Hornets team. A lot of those guys have come up the ranks a little bit through Greensboro, have spent some time in Greensboro as members of the Swarm. There was a very big announcement made yesterday in Greensboro about the future of the partnership with the Hornets and the Greensboro Swarm. We'll talk about that next, right here on the Hornets Hivecast. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Rob Longo and Sam Farber on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We're going to talk a little bit of swarm action. Of course, there is the preseason game in Greensboro tonight for the big league club, but we got to talk about a new announcement that was made yesterday in Greensboro, hence why Sam is on the phone with us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. The Charlotte Hornets and the Greensboro Swarm have extended their lease with the Greensboro Coliseum Complex, and that announces some naming rights deals with Novon Health as well. So it was announced yesterday that the Greensboro Swarm have extended their lease at the Greensboro Coliseum Complex and have entered into naming rights with Novon Health for what will be now known as the Novon Health Fieldhouse at the Greensboro Coliseum Complex. I know that's a little bit of a mouthful, but it's a really good partnership here. Fred Whitfield, the president and vice chairman of Hornet Sports and Entertainment, said yesterday, quote, when we made the decision seven years ago to locate our Greensboro G League team in Greensboro, we knew we had selected a city with a great love for the game of basketball. We are excited to extend our lease and remain in Greensboro long term. So, of course, certainly makes sense with tonight's game in Greensboro as well. This is going to be a five-year lease extension, which will run through the 2027-2028 season. Also includes several renovations and upgrades to the building, which are focused in areas of fan experience, player development, team, and league growth. So not this year, but in the upcoming offseason in 2023, the Novon Health Fieldhouse will add approximately a 13 by 23 foot video board on the wall behind Section 101 below the existing scoreboard. That's going to be really great for some fan engagement and some stuff like that. Replays, in-game programming during breaks, additional graphics. And one of the other things that they're going to do is they're going to enhance the acoustics of the arena too and it'll prove some sight lines as well so again a lot of great stuff going on in greensboro sam you were up there presenting or helping out with the announcement what were some of the sights and sounds what are you excited for just kind of give us your overall reaction well it was just great to have these fantastic partners all be able to come together celebrate all that they've accomplished over the last handful of years including working their way through a global pandemic and now get to set their sights on an even brighter future. Greensboro has been a great home 
for the Hornets G League affiliate. It's close enough that players from the big club can make it up to Greensboro on a weekend basis or on an off-night basis and go get some of these young guys or players who are currently out of the rotation some work in. And simultaneously, it's far enough away that it's engaging a part of the NBA fan base, basketball fan base, that would love to have more to consume but might not be close enough to routinely drive to Charlotte and make it to an NBA game. So, you know, I, I've had the pleasure of working in the G League before. It's a great product. It's great for the NBA to be able to get some of these young guys work when they otherwise would either have to risk their franchise's ability to be competitive and win games, or they would just be stagnant on the bench waiting for opportunities that weren't really going to come. This solves both things. It also gives more players opportunities to show what they can do and earn their way up the ladder, whether or not they were expected to or not. And it's just a wonderful partnership. And the, and the last thing I want to say, you know, it's my first time in the building there at the field house. And I've been in some other arenas that have hosted G League games. And this one really feels like a home. There's other buildings where it feels like an NBA team's practice facility that they've just change some logos on for game day and, and, you know, open the doors, let whoever's outside come in and watch the G-Leaguers play. Or others where it feels like it's a venue built for something else that's just opening up to G-League basketball because they can. They've got an off night they're, they're looking to fill. This really feels like a home for the Swarm. There's a lot of intentional time and money invested into making this a place that these young players want to be and can thrive in as they earn their way up the ranks back to the NBA and back to the Charlotte Hornets. So I think for all partners involved, it was a great day, great to celebrate. Uh, new naming rights with Novant for the Fieldhouse at the Greensboro Coliseum Complex, and great to see the city of Greensboro as well as the Charlotte Hornets invest in one another and keep this relationship going for the long-term future. And Sam, you touched on something there that I want to expand on a little bit too, is both you and I and a lot of people that have worked in the sports industry, we've spent a lot of times in the minor leagues working with teams that are not professionals. You don't have these 20,000-seat arenas, these 60,000-seat stadiums. We know what minor league sports mean to local communities, especially in the triad. The triad has so many options when it comes to minor league teams. you got a lot of minor league baseball. Of course, the Greensboro Swarm there now certainly helps too, and it just kind of solidifies to me the way I look at it is, you know, before I came to Charlotte, I lived in the triad. I lived in Winston-Salem. I understood the appeal and the desire to have live sports in front of you. There is a ton of sports there. Of course, a lot of it is college, but there's also a big handful of minor league teams as well. And when you take a look at Greensboro and the way that the Hornets have had this partnership over the last couple of seasons, it's not like a normal minor league team when you have the swarm. You have a lot of these guys that are first-round draft picks, second-round draft picks, guys that are going to be role players and starters in the NBA one day, They are cutting their teeth. They are getting their playing time in Greensboro. So as much as people look at minor leagues as guys just trying to earn their way up into the big ranks, this isn't really the case when you take a look at this organization because you're going to see the guys that are going to be playing on the floor at Spectrum Center a lot sooner rather than a lot later, and a lot of teams can't really say that. So another thing with that said, too, it's great that there is this bond with the community that they are going to be here, and there's that sense of promise and that peace of mind that they're going to be here for several years to come because again what we've seen in major league baseball over the last couple of seasons with the way that the minor leagues have been reconstructed that's not always a promise that tomorrow is going to be there so that's another thing that i think is really good for not only the community but to kind of strengthen those ties as well 
certainly good to have the relationship extended long term. And I, I appreciate what you said there about that bond with the community. It's something that Steve Sotoa, the president of the Greensboro Storm, and his staff really work hard on doing a lot of community nights, doing a lot of engagement. Again, it's not something that every G League team in the NBA sense or minor league team in the baseball sense has the luxury of doing, having partners in the community that are there and willing and wanting to partner with you. Some organizations, not saying it's bad, but for some, the minor leagues, whatever the sport is, is just a, a way to get young players opportunity to see what they can do, evaluate them, and then churn and burn, move them, move them through the system, get the new guys in there. Um, other teams, they are certainly trying to improve their franchise's long-term standing by developing young players, but there's also a concerted effort to developing relationships with the community and fans for the big club as well as the minor league team. And with the G League affiliate in Greensboro, the Hornets have a, a partnership that really does that, cultivates fans for the Hornets and of basketball in general. Before you know it, Greensboro Swarm will tip off their season. The 2022-2023 G League season starts on Friday, November 4th at the newly minted Novant Health Fieldhouse at the Greensboro Coliseum Complex. The Swarm will host the Delaware Bluecoats. Season ticket memberships, mini plans, and season game tickets are now on sale. You can go to gsoswarm.com to check those out. Again, gsoswarm.com. One more segment to go here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We got a game tonight. We got to talk about that. Your game preview comes your way next right here on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Hey, Hornets fans, I'm Gordon Hayward, inviting you to the Spectrum Center this Sunday, October 9th, for Purple and Teal Day, presented by Honeywell. Gives it up to Hayward. Straightaway three is good. Gordon Hayward connecting early. Watch me and your Charlotte Hornets as we prepare for the new season. The event is free, but you must have a ticket to enter. For ticket information, go to Hornets.com or the Hornets mobile app. Doors open at 1230, and the first 1,000 fans get a free T-shirt. My teammates and I can't wait to see you at Spectrum Center on Sunday for Purple and Teal Day, presented by Honeywell. Rob Longo, Sam Farber with you here on the HHC Today, brought to you by Senta. It is a game day up in the triad in Greensboro. Just a quick little drive up I-85. And at last check, there are tickets still available. So if you want to take a little road trip on a Friday night, head up to Greensboro, go see the squad play. I think tickets start at about 12.50. Or if you are in the Greensboro area, go ahead and check them out too. Just a short drive over from, again, Winston-Salem, Kernersville, Greensboro, all over the triad. It's just a short little drive over to the Coliseum. So, Hornets taking on the Celtics tonight. Of course, we know what happened the last time that these two teams met. It was the first preseason game for both teams, and the Hornets just did not shoot the ball very well. Uh, Boston wins it 134-93. to One quick little transaction note as well. The Hornets yesterday announced they waived Isaiah Whaley, and they have signed Xavier Sneed, who has seen a lot of time at Greensboro over the last couple of seasons. Just one housekeeping note there. Roster sits at 20 players right now as camp continues. All right, Sam, we got a plus throughout to get through we got players to watch stat to watch and you are the guest today so where do you want to start i'm going to start with a statistic to watch for this one uh the charlotte hornets obviously have been two lopsided affairs in their first two games i do like to focus on how the starters have done and quite frankly they've done pretty well so far through the first two games either playing the boston celtics the defending eastern conference champs to even or in the case of the game against the pacers uh the Hornets starting five outscored the Pacers starting five by a reasonably large margin as well. So the thing I want to focus on a little bit here is something I think they need to clean up top to bottom, and that is just allowing way too many easy shots. Now, it's hard to quantify contests in a game. I'm not going to make you do that much homework. So I'm going to look to block shots. 
I think amongst the starters, while Mason Plumley is not necessarily a big-time shot blocker or hasn't been in his career, he's a very good defensive big. And P.J. Washington getting to play that free safety role at times, lurk around and uh, be that secondary defender to get blocks, he can really rack some up. And then on top of that, you look towards the developmental part of the roster, Ty Jones is one of the best athletes the NBA has to offer. He's a good shot blocker. Mark Williams is the reigning ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He's an excellent shot blocker. So I want to see more contests. I want to see more hands and faces on threes as well as at the cup. I think the best way to quantify that is block shots. So that's my stat to watch for this one. Short, sweet, and simple. Sam is looking at block shots tonight. Mine's going to be a little bit more complicated, going to be a little bit more in the weeds. I talked about it on yesterday's edition of the HHC about what Mason Plumley said after Wednesday's game where he's talking about the screen and roll game, trying to get acclimated a little bit better with LaMelo, just trying to keep that chemistry together. After practice yesterday, I talked to Coach Clifford about what that looks like, how long does that take, and what we can see moving forward when it comes to that pick and roll action in the front court. To be honest, we've done a good job. They were actually very efficient at it last year on what's termed like direct pick and rolls. You know, when the you know the ball handler, the screener off the first pass. Um, so their efficiency was good, and it's just one of the ways. Particularly where we're trying to incorporate it most is after mid baskets. You know, so that was the part last year. Uh, they were really good after. Running after steals, they were like first in the NBA or second. Running after misses, very good. Like I think maybe like eighth, ninth, tenth. But, you know, after makes, not as good. And so that's where we're really trying to incorporate a lot of the pick and roll stuff. So if I had to give that a stat, I guess I would go with half-court offense efficiency. Is that too is that too complicated for the preseason, Sam? There's no way in heck I'm grading that one. But sure, you want to keep track of it in the studio? You think <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I didn't want to make you look at uh, contested three-pointers. We'll just go with block shots to make it easier on all of us. But however you choose to grade efficiency is fine by me. I'll give it the good old-fashioned eye test, and we'll just move on from there. How's that sound? Fair enough. All right, we'll go with that. So we'll give it the eye test. I'll let you know on uh, tomorrow's edition of the HHC how it works out. But at any rate, those are our stats to look at today. we got players to watch for tonight. Sam, you want to start with the Celtics or the Hornets? start with the Celtics in this one. I'm going to look at Jason Tatum. Uh, he's an all-NBA player. I think the Hornets did a pretty good job against him. Still got to, I think, 16 points in round one between these two squads and in uh, you know shrunken minutes compared to what he would play in a normal NBA game. Probably on par with his points per minute average that you would expect for the regular season, but he didn't shoot a very high percentage. He wasn't an extremely efficient player. Quite frankly, the Hornets have done fairly well against him over the last couple of seasons, but he is such a good barometer for you know where the modern NBA game is. Big, athletic, can finish at the rim, but also an excellent three-point shooter. He's a tough defensive call, and I think the Hornets did a reasonably good job against him game one. He's my focal point here for the second go-around here this preseason. I'm glad you took Jason Tatum because I'm going with the other two-headed monster, if you want to call it a two-headed monster, because Boston is just so good. I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. He played extremely well the first game, the first time that these two teams met. Ended up going for a game-high 24 points the first time around that these two teams met back on Sunday. Boston played Toronto yesterday, and even though the Celtics lost, it was a really close game, and Jalen Brown was the leading scorer. Once again, he had 23 points in that contest and was efficient. He was 9-14 of from the floor. 
three for six beyond the arc, had a couple of rebounds sprinkled in there as well. And again, he only ended up playing about 27 minutes. So he's been very efficient early on in his preseason, kind of going on the line with Sam about looking at the defense. How does the Hornets defense respond to a guy like Jalen Brown once again? So he is my player to watch tonight in terms of players wearing green out on the floor at the Greensboro Coliseum. Well, that only leaves us with one more thing to take a look at, Sam. That's Hornets player to watch. I guess I'll go first. My Hornets player to watch is going to be James Booknight. This is a guy with such incredible talent, former first-round pick. He has struggled at times in this preseason to really put forth the kind of stat lines that would give you some some real encouragement for what he can do in the regular season. And I think it's just a matter of time until he puts it all together. We saw last season he get a couple of games where he could really get out there on the floor and and play 10, 15, 20-plus minutes. And he had a couple of big games as part of that. Now he's trying to earn himself a rotation spot from the start of the season. And I, I think I just see a hint of indecision at times. Not bad decisions, just not as quick, as crisp, as natural as it will be as he continues to gain experience. So this is another building block for him. Not saying he's going to go out there and score 20 tonight, but I think he's going to take another step in the right direction, having played a couple of preseason games, been working with LaMelo and the rest of the normal rotation players as part of his rotation here this preseason, and now getting to see the same opponent a second time. We'll see what he can do against the Boston Celtics. For me, on the other side, I'm going to go with another one of the younger players. I'm going to go with JT Thor. What we've seen from JT so far in the preseason, and we'll hear from him tomorrow if you tune into the pregame show on Sports Radio FNZ beginning at 6.30, is that he's been a little bit of a mixed bag so far this preseason. Coach Clifford talked about him after practice yesterday about how not the fact that JT isn't positionless, but he can play up and down the lineup where he's needed. I mean, this is like perfect world. Everything goes great. I think he could play any of those spots, you know, because, like, like for instance, when you play in a playoff series, it's usually your position is who you can guard. I could see him being able to guard, you know, not not Embiid, but, you know, most of the fives or a lot of the fives and definitely the fours and the threes. He's very smart, and he, he, he stays on top of things. Like, I showed them a, a couple clips today of him in his minutes last night of like just very detailed things defensively that we've only done very little. And it's, it's impressive. Um, so, again, I mean, you could see him actually being able to play multiple positions. Sam, I thought that was really interesting comments from Coach Clifford there because, again, versatility is everything in today's NBA. So that's one of the reasons I'm taking a look at JT Thor, just because he's been getting a lot of run here in the first half with – some of those players that are A, going to start, and B, going to be in the rotation. So between what we've seen from JT and where he's playing in terms of what juncture of the game, these first couple of preseason games, and those comments from Coach Clifford, to me that says that he has a real shot of making the rotation, playing a lot of meaningful minutes this season, because if the coach likes you and he's playing you, that means you're probably going to play a lot this season. But overall, JT Thor is going to be my player to watch here tonight against the Celtics. Oh, I think there's no question he's in the running for a rotation spot. And some of the starters, particularly Terry Rozier, showing off a really good connection with him. He's a great athlete. He's extremely long. He's a good jumper. He's a good athlete. And he knows what he's supposed to do and executes his role well. So roaming that baseline, Terry Rozier was able to find him a couple of times against the Pacers for alley-oop dunks. He also can knock down the three. Obviously, he needs to continue to get bigger, stronger, and further 
develop that three-point shot, but this kid has a lot of talent, and I agree with you. It's great that Coach is seeing something worth investing more playing time in, and that's ultimately how he's going to get better is through reps. If you're an opponent and you're playing against JT Thor, watch your head because you might get bonked on at some point when he goes up to the rim. That's going to do it for our edition of the Hornets Hivecast today. A big thanks to Sam Farber for hopping on the phone and doing it with me. Of course, this is your game preview. Well, you can listen to everything later on tonight on the Hornets Radio Network and, of course, the flagship sports radio WFNZ. Tip-off at 7.30 from Greensboro should be a great time. For Sam Farber, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of the HHC, and we'll see you tomorrow once again right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.